What is up, my friends? JT DeVolt here with you for another episode of the True Driven Podcast, the podcast for the few, the true, the driven, those special people we call the true driven. And I say good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, whatever time it is for you, no matter where you might be tuning in from on the Big Blue Marble. Thanks for joining us as always. Appreciate the support, and I definitely appreciate the follows. Appreciate you guys sharing the message far and wide. We are starting to build momentum with this, and it's going to be important the more we move forward in life, my friends, to create that space for all of us, the true drivens, to come together, to commune, to share ideas, but more importantly, to stay on the path one uh, one, and t- one and all, right, together to support one another. And that's the whole point. That's the mission of this. I'm going to be talking about mission today. In fact, I want to talk specifically about something that I think is key and essential, the four cornerstones, if you will, for success, for achievement, for all that stuff, but more importantly, to live what I like to refer to as the high-altitude life, that high-performance life. We're going to be talking about these kind of four cornerstones, four characteristics for the true drivens and how they play a huge part in the recipe for success. doesn't matter whether you're building a business, building a relationship, building a strong body. Anything that you do of significance doesn't happen by chance. It doesn't happen you know, by just sort of luck or any kind of thing like that. Although you might have some luck. Hey, listen, it's totally possible that luck might play a part of it. But let's be honest, man. It's not anything you've ever achieved in your life to this point that's been significant didn't come by happenstance. There was a lot of, you know, commitment, a lot of sacrifice, a lot of pain along the way, a lot of frustration. In fact, I think the the part for me that inspired this conversation the most is hearing people that are starting to get sort of frustrated. They might even feel a sense of despair. They might feel like, when is this thing going to pay off? When are we going to get there? You know, are we there yet? That old uh, kind of belief system around success result or whatever it is. You don't have to be an Olympic athlete or a high level entrepreneur or, uh, you know, any, any person that is in the spotlight, the limelight, so to speak, to appreciate that the journey to success, whatever that is for you, however you define that, that that journey can sometimes be taxing. It can be frustrating. And if you've ever been on the pursuit, maybe you're there right now to something great, something big, something significant, you know how that can take a lot of you. It can require a lot of you and you start to feel drained physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and all those different aspects of what we call this thing called life. What I want to talk to you today is the way to stay on the path, the way to stay on track with your pursuits and how even traditional goal setting is setting you up for failure. I'm going to let that sink in for a second because I think a lot of people think, oh man, you know, JT, maybe you're against goal setting. I'm not. Actually, I believe in goals, but there's a good way to do it and there's a better way to do it. And then there's the way that will help you create success around that. I'm going to talk specifics on goal setting. We'll do a separate podcast on that in the near future. What I want to talk to you today about is something I think is super important because right now we are being challenged. At almost every turn, every step of the way, those of us that are on the pursuit of excellence 
There, there are roadblocks being posted in front of us on a continual basis. Some of that's coming from society. Some of that's coming from, you know, the world around us. And some of it's self-created. There's a lot of self-doubt that goes into pursuing and, and creating greatness. But then there's this also part when we start really building out a plan and a strategy for winning, we're almost reinforced by society to think that winning is a bad thing, that wanting more, striving for more is somehow a negative thing. And look, part of this, I want to, you know, pay due respect where it's, you know, where it, where it's intended comes from the fallout of the hustle culture, right? For years, there was this whole glorification of hustling your face off to the point of, you know, detrimenting, you know, creating pain and and misery in your body, your health, your relationships, when at all costs. And part of that, you know, hey, listen, I get it. There's a part of that recipe that has to be in place. You're going to naturally, there's going to be collateral damage as you as an individual grow into that person you are designed to be. It's it's just going to happen. It's a natural part of success. But I think the the challenge is, the concern is, the bigger issue is that we start to create a cycle of self-doubt in our mind, thinking that because we are on the pursuit of something awesome, something great, building that thing, being driven, true driven, truly driven to succeed, somehow that makes us selfish or wrong. And the that it, we've talked about this in past podcast episodes, but but here's the issue. Besides that condition is what happens when the doldrums set in? What happens when success is not evident? When winning doesn't seem to even want to come to your front door, let alone have a conversation with you from afar? What happens when all of a sudden that self-doubt starts to creep in and you start thinking to yourself, is it really worth all the sacrifice? When those things happen... You have to know, no matter the highest performing person in the world is going to have those moments of self-doubt. The highest performing person you can think of in whatever vertical it is, doesn't matter whether it's business, sports, entertainment, doesn't matter, the, the person that you can think of right now, and just think of the, the person that comes to mind for you as the most driven, successful person, almost as if they can't lose. Think of that person. And I will promise you this. On a regular basis, they are faced with adversity. On a regular basis, they're faced with that self-doubt. Sometimes they might even be filled with the self-doubt. They're going to have days where they don't feel like going forth and you know continuing moving the mission forward. They are, they're going to have times where they're going to consider themselves not worthy of the success. Yeah, even those people. And so what's crazy about this is to think, well, they've got it all figured out. And so they, because they've reached this certain level of success, it's, it's all set for them for the rest of their life. And here's the reality. It's not true. It's a daily grind. It's a daily commitment. And it requires four things. I like to call these four things the big four. I know that's not necessarily an overly creative title for it, but that's my personal title for it. Create uh, the big four slash TM, if you will, right? Trademark. 
I call them the big four because they are the cornerstones, the four cornerstones for living that high altitude life, but more importantly, having the recipe for success that you can continue to uh, put forth in pretty much any pursuit, whether it's athletics, sports, physical fitness, business, finances, you know, becoming wealthy, having a great relationship with your family, having a great relationship with your spouse, having a great relationship with your maker, whatever that thing might be for you, whatever is important to you, these four things are going to be crucial for you to have success in those areas. I'm sharing this now and I want to kind of give you a sense for the purpose behind this message before I jump jump into what I call the big four. I'm seeing a lot of people right now who are discouraged. They're feeling as if the battle is, is starting to wear away on them, that the grind is grinding them more than they are grinding it. They're feeling dispassionate. They're feeling like, man, when is this thing going to pay off? When is this thing going to be over? But more importantly, they're losing the, the sense of passion for what they once had, you know, that passion they once had for what they're pursuing. And this happens to a lot of high achievers. This happens to a lot of high performers, people who naturally just love the grind. And, and look, the sooner you can get to a place where it's not about the results completely, it is about the pursuit. When you can get to that place and you feel amazing about that, then everything shifts and changes. But again, it's not a set it and forget it thing because you will have those moments when the self-doubt creeps in, when the pain and frustration uh, kind of takes over that feeling of flow, that feeling of glide, that feeling of soaring. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. What is the big four? When I talk about the big four, what are we talking about? There are four things that you need in order to create that continued momentum that leads to the success. The, the four things are values, vision, mission, and purpose. Values, vision, mission, and purpose. I'm going to talk about each one of these individually and we'll kind of unpack this whole thing. When I talk about values, I'm talking about there are those core operating principles that guide everything you do. Your core values. And there's a lot of talk about this. There's books on this. You can read all kinds of different exercises that help you get clear on what your core values are. But the number one question that you've got to get clear on for yourself right now today is how clear are you on your core values? How much in a moment, if I were to sneak up on you and come up on you in your favorite setting, grocery store, you know, parking lot, <laughs> whatever it is. And I tap you on the shoulder and go, hey, man, what are your core values? Could you spout those things off quickly? Most people cannot. They get into a big, deep philosophical conversation around core values, thinking that there's got to be 15, 20, 50 of them. And here's the reality. There can be as many or as few as you want. I recommend anywhere from three to five core values that define really who you are and what you stand for. Now, for some people, this can feel a little bit limiting. They think, well, if I define my core values here today, is that who I am forever? And the answer is maybe, possibly. And I would even venture to guess likely. Because when you can get to a place where you feel fucking amazing about saying what your core values are and sharing them with other people, that will feel so naturally authentic to who you truly are that you will likely carry those through for the rest of your life. Now, as you grow, 
as a human being, as you have more experience working with your core values, one of several things is likely to happen. Number one is it's either going to reinforce those core values. Number two, possibly you might refine those core values, meaning one may become more clear, but it may take on a different core value or two or three and become a brand new core value for you. So you might say, hey, listen, you know, family and faith, those are two core values that I'm really into. But as you progress through time, you start to think that family and faith become encompassed under the core value of leadership, for instance. I mean, I'm just using this as a hypothetical. I'm not suggesting that would be the natural you know, progress for those particular core values. But what I mean is, is don't be too shocked or concerned or edit yourself thinking that if you get clear on what your core values are today, that those may not grow into and evolve into other things as you progress through this thing called life. That's a cool thing if they do. It's pretty awesome if they don't. Either way, there's no right nor wrong way to do this. The most important thing is for you to be clear on what your core values are. Those core tenets, those characteristics that define a quality life for you on your terms. Not what other people say, not what you think other people want to hear. And definitely not what the fuck society is telling you. These are what are important to you. And and one, I guess you can call it a spoiler alert. I'm just going to be real truthful with you on this as I try to be with everything. There will come times when you are clear on your core values, when you will face adversity because of your core values. Hell, you might get prosecuted, or I should say persecuted, hopefully not prosecuted, persecuted for those core values. People will run against you because their core values, in their perception, don't mesh, and they think, well, they're supposed to. I got news for you. Life is not designed to be a 100% compatible thing. There is no 100% compatibility in nature, in life. And so, so much now these days in society, there's this division that's being programmed into the whole thing by the media and the powers that be and all this other stuff that causes us to feel like, well, when somebody's a little bit different than me, they're fucking wrong. They're a bad person. That doesn't work because it doesn't line up with who I am. We, as leaders, we cannot afford to have that narrow-mindedness, that, that addiction to certainty. What we, what we have to be able to do is to have enough fluidity and flexibility and critical thinking to say, hey, listen, everybody's a little bit different, but I'm clear on what my core values are. Because the more clear you are on your core values, the more aligned you are with those core values the more authentic those core values are to you and the more loyal you are to those core values, the more you adhere to those, the more confidence and the less insecurity, the more personal security you're going to feel about who you are as a person. So you're not going to have to spend all this time pointing fingers and calling people out to be wrong because they are different than you. Imagine the leadership example that you will set by getting crystal clear on what your values are. And not just, not just what your values are, but more importantly, what they mean to you and, and how they show up on a consistent basis. So again, I recommend narrowing this down to a list of between three and five. It, it doesn't really matter. There's no magic number to this. You can have 10, you could have 15. It doesn't, I'm not here to tell you how to, to create your own clear vision for what your values are. 
your list and your definition of what they mean. But just understand that you have to do it for yourself. This is not an exercise you do with your loved one. This isn't something you do with your sweetheart. This isn't something you refer to your parents back and go, hey, what are my core values? What are our family core values? No, this has got to be deeply personal to you. And if you have done it in the past where your core values were defined against the definition of other people and their core values or what you think they want to hear, Now's the time. I don't care what age you are. I don't care what station in life you are. Now's the time to reassess that list. Get clear on what's important to you. One last caveat that I'll give you to the core value conversation is you might come up with a word for a value or a phrase for a value and you may spend a lot of time, a lot of mental and emotional and spiritual capital trying to define it in a way that makes sense to other people. It doesn't have to be that way. One of your core values may be courage. What does that word mean to you is all that matters. Not what it says in the dictionary, not what it says online, not what you think most people think or what you've heard attached to some cute phrase or motivational quote. What does that word, whatever word or words you define as your core values, what do they mean to you? That's what really, truly matters. Your core values are what drive everything you do, your thoughts, your behaviors, your follow through. They're also going to serve as your Polaris, your North Star, the way for you to navigate back if you find yourself off track, if you find yourself lost. A lot of times people say, hey, man, I feel like I've lost my way. I feel flat. I just I can't seem to find my internal motivation. So what do they do? They go elsewhere. They seek out you know, external forces of motivation. You get on YouTube and start watching a bunch of videos, start listening to a bunch of podcasts, start sending memes and all this other bullshit in an effort to, quote, get motivated. Well, here's the cool part, True Drivens. You have to have that internal drive. You got to be that self-starter. That's what being a True Driven is all about. So if you ever lose that, if you ever felt like you've lost your way, you feel like you're, quote, losing yourself in the world, losing yourself in your relationships, losing yourself in your career, get yourself back to your fucking core values. What are those? And more importantly, what do they mean to you? That's what it means to have those core values in place, your values. Now, that next part that I talked about is your vision. This conversation in and of itself could be an entire podcast episode. In fact, it could be an entire seminar, if you wanted to think of it that way. When you think, when you hear the term vision, what do you hear? Like, what do you think? Because I think a lot of times people assume it's one thing. Yeah, it's eyesight. It's the ability to see. Metaphorically speaking, we can start attaching things to that, right? I'll tell you what it's not. It's not a bunch of pretty pictures that were cut out of a magazine and pinned to a cork board. My vision board is my vision. That is a series of accomplishments perhaps even material things that you'd like to have, which are fine. And it might be part of your vision. But to think that that stuff is your vision is a challenge. And it's, and it's something that will hold a lot of people back. In fact, when you get a lot of stress, you've ever had this example where you are setting goals for yourself and they've got your vision board that's supposed to keep you going and keep your, you know, uh, your brain pre-programmed and focused in on that stuff so you can keep making shit happen and hopefully it suddenly manifests and lands in your life. Well, guess what? 
All those woo-woo gurus that have been selling you that bullshit are getting rich off of you going around in a circle. It's time for you to buck that shit and start getting clear on what an actual vision is. here's Here's what you can say. The vision is your overarching clarity for what you intend and what you commit to achieve, who you intend to become, what you intend to create, and that overarching impact that you intend for it to make as a result. What you achieve, what you become, what you create, and the impact that you want all of that to have. That's what a vision is. And it takes time. Here's the good news is your vision may take you your entire life to define. It may take you your entire life to realize, to bring to fruition. And that's okay. I think for some people, it's disappointing, almost disheartening to think, well, what do you mean? I mean, I can go my entire life and never actually realize my vision? Yeah, possibly. If you've built a vision big enough, beautiful enough, it is entirely possible that it becomes your life pursuit, but wouldn't that be an amazing life worth living? In this fucking microwave society that we have, we want instant results, we want instant gratification, we want everything now, now, now. This is a challenging conversation to have, but listen, this is also a part of personal leadership. You got to have the mental toughness to be able to say, I am going to commit myself to something like this and follow through on it no matter what. I've got, you've got to have the, the, the chutzpah, the guts, the courage to commit yourself to something without the promise of it ever actually paying off. And when you have a vision that big and you commit yourself to it, it's going to piss people off. And that's okay too. But you've got to be at peace with the fact that you are enough that your vision that you create for yourself is designed to be specifically yours. And it's probably the thing that you need more than all the other bullshit, all the other hype, all the other motivational crap, all the other reinforcements that you're good enough. You need your vision. You need to create that overarching intentional vision, that meaning behind your life. And when you create that, and you start to be clear on the impact that you wanted to make your life, then everything starts to fall into place for you. Your decisions, the priorities that you, that you make, the, even something as simple as, hey, do I stay in this career? Do I start my own business? Do I launch my podcast? Do I write a book? Do I get out of this relationship? Do I get out of this career? Do I close the chapter of this? All of those big, heavy things that come at us, and they come at all of us. It's not just the victory. Sometimes it's the challenges. All of those things, when they come at us, is when you're clear and you are, uh, when you're loyal to your vision, it'll keep you on track. And that's the reason I shared the vision part followed by, or I should say following the, uh, the values part. The values part first, because the values will fuel your vision. As long as you stay true to those two things, you're going to be squared away and good to go. Besides just values and vision, though, there's another part of this that's going to be very important because, as I said a moment ago, your, your, your vision is that big overarching kind of theme to your life. It's what you commit to. It's what you commit to achieving. It's what you commit to, 
to becoming the person you, you commit to becoming. It's all the stuff you intend to create and share with the world and the impact you want it to make. But man, that's, that's like a lifelong pursuit. What about now? What about the more immediate thing? Well, that's what we start talking about mission. Now mission is a whole different thing. It's a focused and intentional pursuit of a vision supporting achievement. A focused and intentional pursuit, intentional pursuit of a vision backed and a vision uh, supporting achievement. What does that tell you? It's a way of breaking a bigger thing into a small, more inf- or finite pursuit. This is not a goal, by the way. This is a much bigger than a goal. This is a much higher level commitment than a goal. This requires much more of you than setting goals. I'll do an entire podcast on goal setting another time because goals are important, but goals get over glorified and they get bastardized. And when those goals don't come true for people, they get frustrated, they get disheartened and they start throwing in the towel. They start thinking that, you know, what's the point of this? I've lost all meaning to my life. And that's the freaking most ridiculous thing. If you get your ass kicked on a continual basis and you're not achieving your goals, congratulations. That should tell you something. That should tell you that you've challenged yourself and you've pushed yourself. You put yourself in a position to win by getting your ass kicked a lot. If you're just constantly winning, then you're not trying hard enough. You're not, you're not giving yourself enough of a push to really test your talents, your skills, your experience, and your wisdom. You're giving yourself a way out if all you're doing is winning. But if you're getting your ass kicked, that should tell you something. should tell you that your vision is big enough and that maybe the mission that is supporting that vision is challenging enough to show you where your blind spots are and where your weak spots are that need work. The question then becomes, what next? What do you do in response to that? Because what you do in response to that will say everything about the future of your life, the rest of your life, the rest of your business, whatever that thing is you're working toward. A mission is designed to support and help you achieve and realize the big vision for your life but it's much bigger, much higher, deeper level of commitment than traditional than a traditional goal is. The way I like to think of it is this. This happened for me. When I was a kid, I told you guys this story before. I wanted to be a blue angel. I wanted to fly in the Navy. But the reason that came to be, what fueled that, was a true sense that there was something bigger for me. I knew I wanted to fly, but I couldn't explain it. I knew I wanted to be a blue angel, but I couldn't explain it. The only thing I could do when somebody said, well, how come you want to do that? Like, what's your point? Dude, you're not academically qualified for this. This is not a reality. Why would you pick something that's so challenging? What, what, what is going on in you? Like, are you mentally crazy? And the answer for a long time was, I don't know, maybe. I mean, I started to question myself. Has that ever happened for you? Like where you're questioning your own sanity around the current thing you're working toward. And hopefully it's not a goal. Hopefully it's a mission. Hopefully you're more committed to it than just achieving a goal. I knew that for me to become a Navy pilot, it was something more than just graduating flight school and flying airplanes in the military. But I had to downcycle. I had to back, you know, kind of reverse engineer and backfill what the whole point was. How did I actually get to this? Now, 
Part of it was my hero in life was my granddad. You know, he flew B-17 bombers in World War II, but that's not being a blue angel. My love for flying was very attached to my love for my grandfather and seeing him as a true hero, as a true amazing American. I wanted to be a part of that too. But there was something else that was not quite evident, and I had to kind of think through this. And it occurred to me, I remembered it very clearly when I was a young guy. I met the Blue Angels. I got to meet them. And I will never forget this. The conversation I had with the commanding officer, Commander Gil Rude. He spent just a few minutes with me. And I shared with him my dream, my goal of wanting to be a Blue Angel. And what was interesting was outside of my grandfather and maybe even my stepmom, for the very first time, an adult actually took me seriously. He actually gave me the audience to listen and hear me out earnestly. And more importantly, his response to my, me sharing my dream with him was thoughtful and it made everything that up to that point feel like resistance. It made everything that made my pursuit or my dream feel impossible. It made all that stuff melt away. I don't remember specifically what he said, but the nature of it was the miss, you know, the message behind it was, Hey man, I believe in you and I believe that you can do this. Now you got to go believe in yourself and get after it. The blue angels will always be here. So come here, you know, let's do this. And there was a sense that, you know, I truly believed his words and yeah, I was young, impressionable, all that kind of stuff. But more importantly, this was a man in the position, like he's a voice of authority. And, you know, he's a grown adult. He's had the experience with it and he was actually listening to me. He took the time out as opposed to judging me and put, you know, passing a judgment on that to actually listen to go, ah, you got this, right? My point to that is this, that's actually was the bigger vision for me was to ascend to a position, to work hard enough to be in a position where I could do that for other people, to be a voice of inspiration, a voice of encouragement. And then I wanted to go beyond that, you know, with mentorship and all this kind of stuff. But my point is this, that was not a goal at that point anymore. If you're setting goals and not making them, it could be very disheartening. And the reason that traditional goal setting fails at a at a sense of about 92 to 94%, depending on which study you, you reference, the reason that has such a high, high failure rate is because most people haven't attached their goal to something bigger. That's the reason you have to have that vision. Your goals help you achieve a mission. Your mission helps you achieve your vision. So my vision was not to become a pilot. My vision was to be much bigger, to have an impact. Now my mission was definitely to become a pilot. My mission was to go to flight school. My mission was to get good grades. And this is exactly what Commander Rude told me. Hey, listen, you got to stay in school, get good grades, right? Get yourself into college, go to flight school, do the best you can, and then pursue the Blue Angels after that. That was my mission. I laid it out right there. I'm like, that's what I'm going to do. It was my mission, a much bigger, higher level commitment, DNA level commitment to my values and that's what helped me define that as my mission. Here's the key, though. And this is the, this is the shocker, my friends. This is the part where most of these fucking motivational gurus won't tell you this because they don't get rich doing it. This is the way that they lose sales, 
by sharing this piece of information with you. And I'm going to share it with you right now. If you have ever been in a situation where you've accomplished a goal and felt great about it and then got let down because you're like, well, now what? That's part of reality. So the bigger the mission, the more impactful that mission is, be ready because that's what's going to happen. You'll accomplish a series of goals that will lead to your mission accomplishment. When you accomplish that big mission, whatever that thing is for you, whether it's to become a millionaire so that you can have the financial freedom and all the other stuff that fits your vision, once you hit that point, you had better be fucking ready for the next chapter or you will get your ass dropped on the sidewalk faster than a used banana peel. I'm not fucking kidding. Like it will happen so fast and so violently that when you achieve the mission, you'll think life is great. I'm set for the rest of the rest of my time. And it won't take long before your true driven nature goes. Now what? I'm telling you on September 7th, 2001, when I walked across the stage and got those gold wings and those Navy wings pinned to my chest, it was the proudest day up to that point in my life. It was an accomplishment of a mission that most people in my life, teachers, coaches, friends, family, close members, the U.S. Navy itself, six times I might add, told me would never happen. You would think that that would have been the greatest, most ecstatic day of my life. And in some ways it was. But the days, weeks, months, and even years that followed that were fucking terrifying. Because I had not done the work to think what's next. I had fallen for the narrative that, hey, man, once you achieve your life goal, once you achieve this mission, you're good to go. Set it and forget it, homie. But that's not how life is, and that's not how success is. That's not how winning is. Winning is a constant thing. Success is a constant thing. It's like chasing a rainbow. You ever done that? Chase a rainbow with the intention of grabbing it because at the end of the rainbow is what? A pot of gold? Are you fucking kidding me? So go out and do it sometime. Go chase a rainbow. If you want to have the best cardio exercise of your life, try to chase a rainbow and catch it. Good luck. That's the same thing as saying, hey, I'm going to be happy. Happiness is elusive. And it's also, you know, it changes from moment to moment. It's like the, it's like the weather. The temperature in the room is mostly static, but there's a thermostat that's reading every freaking, you know, kind of change in the temperature. And that's pretty much what happiness is. You have to have that internal thermostat to be able to go, yeah, well, I'm happy, but I'm not that happy. That's fine. I mean, I'm content. That's fine. But if you're constantly up and down with, I'm not happy, I'm happy, I'm not happy, that is going to be psychosis at its finest. You got to find a way to go, you know what, actually, my definition of happiness my definition of fulfillment, my definition of joy, whatever, is, and then you get clear on what that is, but make sure that you have the thing in place to fulfill on that. Because if you say to yourself that happiness is being rich, happiness is having six-pack abs, happiness is having a perfect relationship, when all of those things come to fruition, then what? If you think the end of the story is, and then they lived happily ever after, you're fucking deluding yourself. You're going to have a series of missions throughout the rest of your life. You're supposed to do that. So the structure to this point is that your life is driven by your vision. 
your vision that you want to create. Actually, your life is driven by your values to create that beautiful vision. The vision is made true, is made possible, and is brought to reality by accomplishing a series of missions. Your mission could be one day, one decade. It could be as long or as short as it needs to be. But it's something bigger, more impactful, requiring a higher level of commitment than just a traditional goal. In order to accomplish the mission, however, you're going to have a bunch of micro goals that you set. Maybe it is to lose weight. Maybe it is to build big muscles. But that's not your vision for life. Hopefully, if that's your vision, then it's going to be a freaking bummer when you finally achieve all that stuff. And it's a great way to set yourself up for the disappointment and the exit to get out when you say it's not working. That's how people give up on their dream. Because they never got clear on what the vision of their life was and the missions that they were on and how those missions helped to realize the big vision for their life and then set a series of goals to help accomplish the mission. You break it down, you thin slice it into smaller and smaller pieces, and that's what makes it more manageable. Yes, it takes strategic thinking. Yes, it takes a commitment. Yes, it takes discipline. Yes, it takes all of that shit. But look, guys, that's what this is all about, man. And this notion that it's going to be fast and easy and I should have been there by now is all bullshit. It's amateur thinking. So if you've got yourself into that position where you feel discouraged, where you feel set back, where you feel let down, realize this. And I don't know where I heard this. I wish I could remember. I wish I actually knew. I don't. It's not that I don't remember. I honestly don't know who authored this quote. But a setback is a setup for a comeback. A setback is a setup for a comeback. The vast majority of people, when they experience a setback, are so heartbroken and discouraged that they don't see it for the gift it is as the setup. They think it's a setup for disappointment. They think it's a setup to be taken, to be had, as opposed to what the winner sees, and that is that it's a setup for a comeback, baby. I'm going to fucking get some. Your values, your vision, your mission, and next, your purpose. Those are the things that will keep you going. What's purpose? It's the driving force behind all of what you do. It's not your why. A why is, what the fuck, man? It's more of a what, actually. Your purpose is more of what. The purpose, your purpose, when you do things like people talk about your purpose as if it's a noun, a thing. And maybe, maybe you're clear on what your purpose is. Awesome. If you are great, If you're not clear on what your purpose is, don't despair. You may find, just like you do with your vision, you'll discover your your purpose. The thing is, you have to understand that purpose really is a driving force. It's the thing that causes you to do what you do. It's not a why, it's a what. The way I like to think of it is, it's that DNA level commitment to your values, for sure. But it's also something that brings meaning to what you do. It, In fact, it doesn't bring meaning. It is the meaning. What is the meaning behind what you do? Listen, if your vision is to be the strongest, healthiest person you can, and your mission right now is to lose 50 pounds, and so you set up a plan, and you've got your workouts, and you've got your food, and you've got all the stuff figured out, my question for you is, what's the purpose behind it? What's the purpose behind doing that? Well, so that I can be healthy and sexy. Okay, great. But what's the purpose? What does it mean to you? Most people don't think that deeply about it. 
because it requires them to uncover a lot of shit. I'm going to tell you right now, unless you're clear on what the fuck the meaning is and the purpose is behind your mission, behind your goals, behind the things you want, you are setting yourself up for failure. You have to get clear and define what they mean to you. Because what your goals, what your mission means to you, what your life in general means to you, what all these achievements that you want. You want that fucking cool car that you have pinned up on your corkboard. You want that fucking jet or that boat or all that stuff. You better be clear on what those represent, what those mean to you. And the reason you would be willing to sacrifice every inch of your life, every moment of your life, every piece, every ounce of your life force to it. Because if you haven't gotten clear on that, no wonder you've lost your drive. No wonder you feel like, what's the point? No wonder the idea of trudging home after a long day, flopping on the couch, flipping on the big glowing rectangle is going to bark and yell at you and keep you entertained and keep you subdued, knocking yourself out with some sort of chemical, alcohol or otherwise, whatever. No wonder that seems like a much more appealing thing than, than, than leaning in to the dream that's been kicking your ass. My challenge to you is instead of allowing that cycle to continue, to stay true driven, is to get clear on what it all means to you. What you decide it means. How do you define it? How does it define who part of who you are? This is how you stay on the path. And you do this for all of your life pursuits. The reason you choose to eat a certain way, the reason you choose to vote or think a certain way, the reason you choose to follow a certain group or a certain ideology or a way of thinking, your religion, all of that stuff, if that's important to you, all of those things, you better get clear as to what it actually means to you. Ask yourself the question and be okay with the darkness of uncertainty, the darkness of going, fuck, I don't even know. I never thought of it that way. Does that mean that I have to change the way I think or believe? Maybe. Maybe that's the wake-up call you need. Maybe that's the wake-up call that's not getting you where you want. I'll give you a great example of this. I know plenty of people right now who haven't thought through what it means to be wealthy or successful. They haven't thought through it. They're just doing it. And yet, at the same time, when they start questioning their belief systems, when they start questioning the things around what they want, their dreams, their aspirations, their goals, their mission, when they start asking deeper questions, they realize, man, I have a lot of mental blocks around this concept of being wealthy, being successful, being happy. And those are the little hidden things that are tripping you up. You have to take the time to expose those things, to flip the floodlights on, to eradicate the darkness. Give yourself the gift of clarity for two seconds by getting curious and asking those questions. What the fuck does this mean to you? How come it's fucking important enough? What is worth it? What about it makes it worth sacrificing your time, energy, focus, life force into creating this as your reality, making it part of your vision. Listen, I can appreciate 
that these are tough questions to ask, that it's not a pleasant, comfortable conversation. Now, for some of you, you may be listening to this, fired the fuck up, ready to chew a hole through the wall for success, which is awesome. But realize this, if there's any aspect right now of your life that isn't working, it's not because life isn't fair. It's not because you're not getting what you deserve. It's not because somebody's holding it over you. That's a loser mentality that's causing too many people to back out and quit on their highest potential. The reality is the reason you're not where you want to be right now is because you haven't gotten clear on this stuff. You haven't invested the time and energy in yourself. You spend so much other time working with other people. As a leader, you invest in other people. As a leader, you pour yourself into their success. When is it going to be your time? When are you going to step up and say, I'm actually going to do this for myself? You want to talk about self-love and self-care? That's probably the most valuable time, the most valuable investment you can make in anybody, yourself specifically. You're worth it. So what's holding you back from asking that question? You get clear on these four things, it's going to make all the difference in everything you do, business and life. And when you do get clear on these four things and you make it a part of everything you do, not only do you become unstoppable, it becomes almost one of the most predictable measures of success you can have. Period. End of story. It's entirely up to you. The question then becomes, when is this going to be the next chapter for you? When are you going to drop this narrative that everybody else is more important? When are you going to drop the narrative that life has to be hard, success has to be a challenge? Of course it's a challenge. It wouldn't, if it wasn't, then everybody would be just dropping off of and succeeding at everything. There's a reason so few people drop out of their goals, their aspirations, when shit gets hard. It's because they haven't done the work, the investment to pour into themselves, to get clear on what really matters to them. Those key characteristics, those values that define the life that they want to live, the person they want to become. They haven't gotten clear on the vision of the life, the impact, not just the achievements, not just the stuff, but the person they want to become and the impact that will make. They haven't gotten clear on the mission, the thing they're going to have to commit to. No matter what. And of course, finding purpose behind any of that stuff, that can be scary for some people. So it's no wonder people drop off their goals at a rate of 92, 95%. Because they haven't done the fucking work to get there. You've got a choice right now. The time is here and it's entirely up to you to get clear on your big four. Because the alternative to not being clear on these four things is more frustration, more time spent, more money lost, another year, another day older. All those bullshit things that you hear told to you all the time. The reality is this, you are worth the investment in yourself to get clear on these four things, on your big four. Getting clear on your big four is what's not only going to help you achieve whatever it is you're here to do, whatever you're here to build, whatever you're here to create, whatever you're here to create impact with, but it's going to keep you on the path when you get knocked off the horse, because you will. When you pick yourself up off the mat and your blood's pouring out of you, in that moment, the dark moment of the soul, when you are tested and when you're questioning yourself, these four things are what's going to tell you, get back up, let's go. And this time, 
We're going to stay stronger, more fluid, and more balanced and not get knocked off when we get blindsided by fate, when we get blindsided by challenges, when we get blindsided by adversity. That's the difference when you have the big four figured out. It's entirely up to you. Take these four things, run with them, but more importantly, realize this. If you are somebody who feels like you've lost your drive, if you're a true driven who feels that you've flatlined, hit a glass ceiling of any type, your performance is plateaued, it's part of the process. Here's how you get yourself back, though. Make sure that what you're doing is aligned with your values. Make sure that your pursuits, your mission is just that. And it's not just a series of goals to keep you busy. Make sure it's a mission and make sure that mission is fueling and helping create that vision that you've now gotten clear with and do everything with purpose. Purpose back behavior, intentional purpose back behavior. That's where the achievement happens. That's where shit gets done. All right, my friends, I appreciate the time. I appreciate you tuning in and I appreciate you sharing this message far and wide. If this message impacted you and you know somebody else who needs to hear this, share it with them. We're on Spotify. We're on iTunes or Apple Podcasts as they call it. We're on YouTube if you prefer the the video version of this. Get over there. Give us a follow. Give us a share and make sure you come back. We'll do this again very soon. And remember, no matter what course you fly in life, fly high, fly fast, fly far, stay driven.